Live from Landing Zone Studios, this is NOLA Famous. I'm Tatum Gardner, and I'm here today with my co-host, Terrence Osborne. Good afternoon, Terrence. As always, thank you for being here. Yes, Tatum. Thank you so much. And we are so happy because we're, our special guest today is the first woman to become mayor of our city in the entire 300-year history of New Orleans. We are delighted to welcome Mayor Latoya Cantrell. Oh, thank you all so much. I'm just happy to be here with you all. Well, you, you know what, Tatum, I, when I woke up this morning, I, I said, this is the first time I decided, uh, what shirt am I going to wear today? I put on my best cologne. I'm like, I'm oh, so excited. Uh, this is like the biggest <laughs> thing we had in a Nola Famous Studios before. Yes. And if we sound a little out of breath, we might be, because we actually just greeted the mayor with a proper Mardi Gras second line by the brass band at Landry Walker you High did, School. You did, you did, and they only impressed as they do consistently yeah big shout out to them right oh yeah and the leadership absolutely it was amazing to see you interact with them um yeah it was an emotional yeah. moment it was yeah. beautiful yeah I, I got choked up at one point when you were talking to them like telling them all that positive stuff about um you know how the city is for them you know young kids need to hear that because you know we we when you're growing up you feel like you're detached from the city you know, it's not until you, you become an adult where you start to realize the city is yours, you know. So to, to be told that, that that early, it was just refreshing to hear. So oh, I yeah, appreciated yeah. that. Well, yeah. it, it does matter. And um, we need young people to be involved at every level. And when you look at history and where change has occurred, young people have really been at the forefront. Of it. Yes. So New yes. Orleans isn't immune to that. Um, and I want to instill that sense of, of, of being and worth, self-worth, um, and connect that to the growth that we want to see and the change we want to see in the city. I love that. I, I do too. And I mean, mm -hmm. was that one of the reasons that you ultimately decided to run for mayor? Um, it, it, it really was. I served on the New Orleans City Council for about six years. And while I enjoyed representing District B, uh, which is a microcosm of the city of New Orleans demographically and social economically, I also understood that I was at a at a disadvantage. I'm a I am a you know results driven. I want action. I want to do the work. I'll take responsibility you know for it. But I was limited in that ability as a council member, and I did not want to waste my time. So I'm not in this to, to be elected like a status. It was using my time because this is my life mm -hmm. right? And, and time matters and time is short. But where could I spend it to have the greatest impact um, while living mm -hmm. my life? And I chose to not seek a second term on the New Orleans City Council, which I could have done um, to run for mayor. And that would have been, you know, very comfortable to do. I was elected uh, in 2013 initially, and I was reelected without any opposition. Um, I was absolutely in a position to continue to stay, you know, in that role with little competition. Right. Uh, but it wasn't about that. It was where I'm going to spend my time 
and how I'm willing to give it all I have. And so the voters elected me the first female uh, mayor of the city, but it was two females that made the runoff. So that made history in and of itself. Mm. And um, of course, uh, me winning that election, but I've often said, it's not about being the first, it's knowing that I will not be the last. And, and yeah. that's important. Well, you know, I was reading that, um, <clears throat> which I didn't realize that you were you were born in in Chicago, Los and then I was born uh, in Los, Los Angeles. Okay, okay, born and raised in Los Angeles. Los Angeles girl moved to New Orleans to to go to Xavier. Yes, my alma mater, XU. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and then um, so so what what made you stay? Did you did you stay here from that point on? Oh yeah, I, absolutely. I moved to New Orleans in 1990. My first visit to New Orleans was in 1988 mm-hmm. when I was a tenth grader on a road trip with my grandmother and my mom. Mm. And on our way from Birmingham, Alabama, going back to California, you know, the I-10 will take you straight to straight to L.A. Um, we stopped in New Orleans, spent six hours. And after that, I just couldn't get New Orleans out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Really? And soon it became a part of my heart. And I started to write a professor at Xavier, Dr. Grimlich, in 10th grade. And um, we communicated. And so by the time it was time to apply for college, I applied to Xavier. And to the point where I, I did, I lied and said I applied to all these schools, <laughs> Cal State schools, free tuition, you know, that sort of thing. And I only applied to Xavier, and I say now that Mother Catherine Drexel, who's yes. a saint now, was yeah. looking out for her baby. There you go. <laughs> Way back then, because I was accepted. But I just believe that um, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. And my soul found its home in New Orleans and graduating, never looking back, always rooted in community and um, and going to Xavier and living on St. Charles on Third Third Street uh, and catching the streetcar and then jumping on the Louisiana bus. I just saw the disparities in this in our city and that were right in front of your face mm-hmm. and where you can be on the corner of mansion and block over and all hell breaks loose or mm-hmm. you get on the streetcar and you see you know life and in terms of the tourism you know po- tourist and visiting the just the energy and then transferring to that bus and seeing sometimes a lack of hope uh, in the people who are the backbone of this city so i just got connected to community and connected to people and committed my my life to it to this city. Yeah, that's. I love that. Yeah, me too. That down home story. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you can't make it up. No, you, know? you can't. It's in your yeah. heart, and you can't get out. Yeah, yeah. it's true. To know New Orleans is to love her. So let's talk. I mean, obviously, your super busy schedule. I mean, if you look at your past month just on social media, because you have a really strong social media presence, which makes you so relatable to everybody. Um, let's talk about that. Like a day in the life of the mayor. Like, what did you do this morning? You woke up and it's just nonstop, right? From the time you get up till the time you go to sleep. No, it's true. And every day is different, which keeps it fresh and keeps you kind of fired up. Yeah. Depending from going from one issue, you know, to the next. Um, but today, you know, I got to welcome King Zulu and King Elect to the mayor's office and all the the characters and, and um uh, welcome Zulu, and that was a big deal. I used to love that while on the city council, but being able to welcome them to to the mayor's office was a real treat. 
And then, you know, right after that, just kind of hitting the ground, uh, focusing on, you know, infrastructure needs of the city. I had a, um, a public safety press conference, so I had to do a meeting again with all of our public safety um, uh, leaders in the city from local to state and federal partners to ensure that we're prepared, you know, to serve and protect our residents and our visitors in the city. And, you know, before coming here, I had to call one of our employees with the Sewage and Water Board who was hit on the job yesterday by a vehicle, um, but he's okay. But so it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's highs, it's lows, it's all the things you may expect and then things that you do not. What do you do, like if you wanna decompress and you just wanna turn it off, mm -hmm. what is one of the things that you enjoy doing like for peace of mind? Well, for peace of mind, I really like to just sit and be, just like peace be still, you know, mm -hmm. and with a glass of wine. Right. <laughs> I do have wine yeah. here, just saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're and my it, kind of woman. And it, and it is um, after five, so. <laughs> I'm a woman and, and mother, I have to say. Well, I mean, you. speaking of woman and mother, I mean, obviously I know you a little bit on a personal level. Mm -hmm. Our daughters go to school together, but... How do you balance it all? Like, mm -hmm. you're so busy. You have your daughter. You're a wife. You're the mayor. You have so much going on. Do you ever feel like everything, like, nothing gets 100%? Mm -hmm. How do you balance your life? You know, I, it's a constant um, what you, it's work in progress, yes. I would say. And um, I'm very spiritual. Um doesn't mean that I go to church every day or make mass every day. I try, but I don't. Um, but I am spiritual. I have an altar in my office, a kneeler. Um, I have my candles that I make sure I get from from uh, St. Jude, and I light them um, daily. Sometimes I leave them lit all night, depending <laughs> on you know what I'm in prayer about. But being very much in tune, um, and I am in constant state of just... You know, prayer for discernment and just peace and, and knowing that the decisions that I have to make, that I really ask for the spirit of discernment so that I can make the best decision um, based on the context that I have at that particular time. And there's, you know, sometimes it's like you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. But I'm the type of person that always lands on that side of damn if I do. Because <laughs> I'm going to do. But the balance is very important, and I am very much engaged with my with my daughter. Um, she is an active part of 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 my work environment too. Uh, she's at City Hall daily. Um, she is she has a little job there. She actually helps with social media. Mm. Um, if staff isn't with me, she makes sure she takes photos and. And she sends them up the chain, and when her photos hit social media, she feels a sense of inclusion mm. and a sense that she matters. And so now you don't even have to ask her. Like, she's just on it. <laughs> um, and she is on top of the issues. So I say that she's my worst critic and my best supporter. Uh -huh. and she keeps me grounded. You need that around yes. you? You do. You do. And, you know, husband, I've been married 19 years. Uh, and it's 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 um the support matters mm -hmm. you know and um and it's the people that you surround yourself with and yes. at times i mean you've been a, a supporter of mine you know just being there for me and my child you know right mm -hmm. and you can't do it alone 
takes and a village. It takes a village, and and, yeah. and I thank you. No, and I thank you too. I mean, I think you know the most important thing, and one of the reasons that we wanted to do this show is just to constantly focus on the positivity of all mm-hmm. the situations, mm-hmm. and to let people get to know the person that we're interviewing intimately, inside and out. Mm-hmm. You know, and have it just be all about positivity. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, well. So, so speaking of your daughter, though, you, you, um, you know, I like sometimes I'm I'm in the media right mm-hmm. now. Um, my kids are. I have three kids, and they they're not as they're not as always impressed with my with me. Like for instance, like if, if I'm on the cover of some magazine and you know I show them, they're like, oh yeah, that's cool, Dad. Yeah. You know, um, but you're the mayor. So what does your daughter think of that? Well, she thinks it's. It, she thinks like, that is she like. Um, oh my God, my mom is no, the mayor. It's not like that. She's hit a pothole. You need to fix these streets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, she's she's down she's to earth like mom. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, she's she really keeps me keeps me grounded. Oh, that's I can great. see her say like when, when you yeah. y'all have the same expressions. Mm-hmm. I mean, knowing her and knowing you, yeah. it's it's funny. I can totally see Reagan say she's a trip. I mean, that girl is a breath of fresh air, and she will tell it like it is. Oh, I've see, already yeah. been enough to know. She, yeah, yeah, she just sees, she sees um, where there's a need, but also a solution even to a oh. problem. So she's very focused. She's um, a problem solver. She is. Look and I at think that. that's just really how she's been raised. Yeah. I and mean, I was rebuilding my community post-Katrina when I was pregnant with her. And, mm. You know, and didn't even know I was pregnant until four months. And, and it's a it's a truth, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was just constantly just rolling and rebuilding and fighting and and, and so she's just a part of that in the, a community child. She's seen it. Yeah. She's seen it. Yeah. And um, when I was on the council, I think that's had an impact too because mm-hmm. you know she um, was four years old when I was elected to the council and she knew the issues then. You know, mm-hmm. I remember in the hallway someone caught her in the in the in the hall. And said, tell your mom to vote no on the smoking ban. Oh. And she said, my, my mom is for the smoking ban. <laughs> you know, and then they had to come in my office and they said, man, what are you teaching your child? <laughs> she almost me and knew it in the hall. <laughs> so, she, so she is um, keenly aware uh, of her surroundings and people and mm. the disparities and, and wanting things to be better mm, that's you know? wonderful yeah and it's it's, yeah. A, it's a balance too for her because it's like keeping her grounded mm-hmm. right. yeah i'm the mayor but i can't i can't if you don't listen you can get yourself into trouble that i can't help you yep. with right and i'm yeah. not look you just like everybody else you know mm. and, um that's the best lesson for kids like real you know letting them know they're just like everybody else yeah. that you know I, I think there's there's not a better gift you can give to them you know like you're 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 standing in front of a person. You're just like them, you know. It's no, a, that's it's true. And then also, you know, recognize. I mean, the lens that you see life through and your experiences. And and I know that I'm a female. I also know that I'm a black female. And mm-hmm. I know, you know, that there are, um, you know, disparities and 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 certain biases that that um, people live with. Mm-hmm. And, and and so being knowledgeable about who you are. And even how the world may see you or how certain uh, uh, experiences shape people's thoughts and perceptions, we have to just be mindful of that and be open to love and get outside your bubble. And at the same time, 
expect that from other people. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so when you're running for president? <laughs> oh, I'm not running for president. Just. But are you so, going to run for another term of mayor? Well, I'm, I'm absolutely planning to um, be effective in this first term. Um, to where that will um, give me the honor and privilege to serve a second term. Mm. And so I tell my staff, like I had a meeting yesterday, we were on homelessness, and um, and this is a top priority for me as well, but street homelessness. And, and I'm like, look, we have to be bold. You know, we have to, and I'm willing to be bold. Um, we may not have the perfect solution no city seems to have, but we have to do something and we can and I'm willing like this is the year of being bold because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you yes. get into 2020 and then you start to um, move towards re-election and I want to be for people and for issues every single day because that's why I ran and that's 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 what I'm called to do. Yes. So it's results. <clears throat> do you find there are more now? Um, I know there's a group of female mayors in the South um, mm-hmm. that there's more a strong female presence in government now. There is um, that you you can't you can't deny it, and we're seeing it in the South. We're definitely seeing it across the country, but when you see it in um, primarily democratic uh, cities that may not be in a democratic state, and so there are challenges, but it is a sign of progress. Um, and the need to be inclusive of everybody. Right. Uh, because that's the only way that you're going to create. For me, I look for win-wins. And everyone needs to win. And you have to step outside of the comfort zone, cross the line, and, and love everybody. Yes. Yeah. And bring people along, too. Yeah. You and um, several of the other sister mayors were honored by Essence, right? Tell us about that. Yeah, we were. And so I've met so many of my sister mayors and you know from uh, I have one uh, I call her my mentor mayor uh, Catherine Pugh out of Baltimore actually where she just now has our um, former chief of police which I'm supportive of that but um, uh, it and, and even um, thinking about you know Mayor Weber or thinking about Karen Freeman Wilson out of Gary or even my own sister mayor Sharon Western Broom in Baton Rouge um, it's it's really a, a big deal. Um, uh, even um, Lance Bottoms, you know, in, in Atlanta, the support system is something that we are really cultivating uh, and nurturing that relationship because it's a there are a certain set of, of, of struggles that you have being female, being you know even being African American, but being in this position but upholding what we value and that's women and women leadership you know and absolutely and, and, you were you were quoted i think as saying females are taking their place at the table in government yeah. i'm sorry at the table and were you talking about in government or in general well what i was speaking of was one in in government but really um, you know, in general, and women have been stepping up mm. uh, and haven't been recognized as much, you know, for their efforts. And when you embrace and uplift a woman, you are uplifting that entire family, bringing the, the males in your family along too. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the seat in terms of government and being in the room, you know, where it happens right. uh, is, is an advantage. Yes. And, and that's what we have to um, see it as an opportunity for further uh, future growth. 
So let me ask you this. What do you think New Orleans needs more of? What does New Orleans need more of right now? I think New Orleans needs more of what she generates. Um, New Orleans. And so you're talking about the fair share. Oh, yeah. That's what New Orleans needs more of. More revenue that's generated off of her culture and her people so that she can reinvest in herself and in the daily quality of life and the disparities that exist in this city. And um, right now I'm pushing absolutely for her to have her fair share with the priority really being infrastructure at a level um, and a at a scale of substandardness. I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> it's going to be today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but it is, you know, like today, that is, we have to reinvest in the infrastructure. We've kicked the can down the road as far as it can go. Um, I'm the woman bending over to pick up that can and being very open and honest about what's there. And it's not good. Um, we have over 100 year old pipes we had one burst that was 111 year olds last week Hmm. and we can see this happening at any given time any given day Uh, we have discovered through research of my administration that our drinking water uh, is the same water that's used to cool our turbines Uh, we have too many uh, uh, streets that are impassable Um, we have flooding that occurs due to rainwater Um, We have a lack of transportation options for our people that we really depend on to get to work, to drive this economy. Um, So it's so many of so many needs and we need um, we need more revenue so that we can address those needs because the money is generated right here. And you're talking basically, I mean, tourism is the biggest industry in the in the city and the state. Tourism is the biggest industry. Absolutely. That drives the state economy. And of course, that of the city in terms of businesses, but not in terms of government and city services. Um, we get the least amount of any city that is a destination city in this country. Um, we generate over $200 million a year, the industry does, mm-hmm. and the city of New Orleans gets 9% of that. Um, and 70% of that money goes to four entities um, that market the city as well as oversee two main assets state assets your superdome and your convention center but 70 percent of our money goes there Hmm. and the lack of accountability is a problem no one's elected um, but they determine how public dollars are spent off of the industry so that has to change and i'm not saying we got the funding no because we need the industry (laughs) to survive you know we want it to survive and we want it to grow so so what can you do about that i mean what, what power do you have in that situation well the biggest power that i have is one educating the public about what the problems are but also what the solutions are hmm. and i cannot do this without the public's engagement and also you know calling the governor and their legislators both city council and state So what I can do is advocate at the highest level possible. Um, What I can do is is really work with the state legislature as well as our local delegation and the city council to make those changes so that we're getting our fair share. And really what I have responsibility for and over or authority over is 
the internal responsibility of looking inside government now. How are we using our resources effectively and adequately? Uh, looking at how uh, I'm implementing now zero-based budgeting practices with every single department within city government. And what that means is getting us on a budget versus actual on a monthly basis so that we can track our spending, so that we can track not only the spending, but is it aligned with the goals that we've set you know, for, mm-hmm. for the administration? Um, is there um, some overage? Did we over budget? Mm-hmm. So therefore making the shifts to maybe other areas where the needs are greater. Um, during some uh, internal auditing, um, which we're bringing back the internal audit division within city government that's been dormant for over 20 years. Again, mm-hmm. looking internally, how we're spending our money, mm-hmm. building in efficiencies, um, using the money more you know, wiser, be, uh, being uh, wiser about that. Um, yeah, you know, I, I have to say I'm, I'm excited that, that a woman is um, a mayor because, you know, my, my wife takes care of the bills in the house. I, <laughs> I would ruin it all. So I'm happy to hear what you're saying, how transparent you're making things. And, uh, you know, I think we're, we're going to be good moving forward. So I right. appreciate yeah, that. I'm going to work on it. Listen, yeah. I, I say, you know, my love song right now to New Orleans is um, Anita Baker, uh, giving you the best that I got. Oh. And so I say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to give you the best I have. Yes, you know, I love the it. City, the best I got. You so. just picked your intro song for the podcast. There Uh-oh. you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, so let's talk I mean, about, okay, so the past month has mm-hmm. been super busy. Um, you know, you talked about that one initiative or whatever. Let's talk about some things that are more fun. All right, let's talk about the Boycott Bowl. Okay, yeah. I mean, fifty over $57,000 was raised for Nord. Was raised, and, you know, I hear this over and over in my head from Kango Slim, you know, saying that, you know, we're raising this money to invest in the future champions, and that mm-hmm. was our young people. And that's how they decided, you know, Nord, um, the foundation, to reinvest in programming and, you know, the ability to meet people where they are. And so I was very excited about mm-hmm. their leadership, um, you know, and, 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 and Travis and, and, and I mean, and, and Kango and just coming together in a short nine days, nine days, you know, um, and, and also to our artists who stepped up and gave their time, you know, to make Boycott Bowl not only possible, but a great success. Um, mm-hmm. And it just stood up the people of this city, the resiliency of our city, that we take something, a blow and we turned it into a positive. And we come together. And we I mean, come together I like no other. I thought the press that we got from that, our city just looked, I mean, before we even knew about the donation, mm-hmm. we looked incredible. And then after that, it just legitimized, like, you can't mess with New Orleans. No. You cannot mess <laughs> with New Orleans. Like, bring it on. Like, you think so? Because we're going to take it and we're going to rise. That's right. Yeah. I know I said all positivity, but I'm glad the Super Bowl sucked. I just have to say. <laughs> oh, That's a positive statement. Huh? In New Orleans it is. You yes, know, it is. Only in New Orleans. That's one of them. That's right. right. Well, speaking of only in New Orleans, so I have to ask, like the D.C. Mardi Gras, mm-hmm. does that compare to New Orleans? Do they well, do it right? They do it and... It's the only state in the country, and this has been going on for 75 years, where we convene in D.C. with lawmakers and collectively as a state, where you can get things done and have multiple meetings on various issues. I spent 
several days there and i mean i was up early for meetings and i was up late at night you know (laughs) with the partying but we got a lot done from meeting with our congressional leaders about transportation options infrastructure in this city even you know as relates to like bell chase and and us wanting uh to expand their um um, the new base that the federal government is looking for in Bell Chase is one of five that they're looking at. And me advocating for mm. Bell Chase for the state of Louisiana is a big deal. Um, from uh, you know building partnerships with other lawmakers across the state and talking about fair share and and building those relationships so that they know that hey New Orleans. Um, you know, we know that we drive the state's economy, but the yes. attitude doesn't have to be that. And it's not our attitude. And as mayor, I wanted to convey that, not just with action, but also in connecting with our people. Because what I did hear from them was that absolutely, you know, when they're out and when they're visiting somewhere else and they're asked where they're from, they say New Orleans yep. because everyone knows New Orleans around the world. That's right. And they understand the importance of New Orleans and what it does mean to the state of Louisiana. But when you're there with lawmakers from across and business leaders from across the state, it's a unique advantage, you know, that we have. And I often leave, you know, I leave fired up because mm-hmm. we really have the best. You know, we have the best people. We have the best spirit. Mm-hmm. We have the, the best natural resources. And there's no reason why we should not be leading this country. Yes. You know, I as agree. a state. Yeah. And because we have everything. Yeah. And so. Um, and, and everybody wants what we have. You know, everybody wants a piece of it. You know, yeah. It's true. So, like, let's get out mm-hmm. of our own way. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and let's improve the quality of life across the state of Louisiana. Yes. yes. Because we can. Yes. Well, I so I have a more more of a personal question. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you want? Like, I, I don't mean what do you want for the city? Mm-hmm. Or what you what do you want for your family? I mean, what do you want? Like, it's a general question, but but what do you want? What I want is um, I want. I mean, you ask me, what do I want? And it's like, it's hard to say what I want without wanting for the city. Yeah. And it's not because I'm mayor, but that's what's driven me all these years to just give myself to the city. Mm, I love that. And and, in ways you just can't get it back. Mm -hmm. You know, with leading Mm -hmm. the city through recovery, through my neighborhood um, organizing efforts, you know, that was volunteer. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was yeah. working my job, but also doing that full time. But it was for the love of the city and for our people. And you don't get that back. Yes. yes. You know, that time is real. Mm-hmm. You know, and the sacrifices that you make and that your family makes, it's real. So I want my time, my sacrifice, my love, my sweat equity, my hard work. You know, and even my shortfalls to benefit the city in a way to where people feel their worth and their value. And for the city of New Orleans to truly be recognized for who she is Mm. and what she's meant to the state of Louisiana, you know, in ways that we can feel it. And people say how they love New Orleans. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm just saying, show me. Yeah. <laughs> show me how you love New Orleans yes. in a way that goes beyond self. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now's the time for that. It is. Mm-hmm. I agree. That was a good question. Yeah. <laughs> it makes, yeah. makes you think, like on a deeper level. You know? That's why he has this creative mind. Yeah. And it comes out in his art and it's inspired. I, I do my best, you know. <laughs> yeah, it gives you hope. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the swearing-in of the new commander-in-chief, Sean Ferguson, and how you decided to promote from within. Yes. That was a big deal. Well, you know, I got some pushback from it, you know, initially, but I knew that I was doing the right thing because we do have men and women within the New Orleans Police Department um, that have the capacity to lead, to lead the department. Um, we are training police departments across the country, um, and we are gold standard. And yes, we are in a consent decree, but we're doing remarkable in it, which is a testament to how far we've come. But how we're good, you know, our people are good with mm-hmm. rain. So mm-hmm. I didn't need to do no, a national search, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't. I'm not a show either. So I don't want to do a show to make you think one thing for what? It's a waste of time. Yeah. It's a waste of money. And we don't have time. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. when you think about your police force, and even with the gains and the, you know that we've seen, it's very important to act swiftly, especially when you know you have the leadership. And that's what I did. Yeah. Um, I sat with and interviewed and, and, uh, the um, few uh, individuals who expressed an interest of being chief. Um, I did have one uh, who was not a part of NOPD that expressed an interest, but I was honest, mm-hmm. you know, and I said, listen, I don't want to waste your time. You know, I respect you, you know, in your role and in, in your leadership capacity, but I'm looking, I'm looking within. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to waste your time. Yeah. And we don't need to meet about this. Right. Because I'm, I'm picking from within yeah. and, and they appreciated that. Yeah. But honesty, I'm, yeah. Honesty, yeah. but knowing I'm absolutely um, confident uh, in NOPD, but also in the chief that I selected, you know, the man I selected to be superintendent, mm-hmm. and that's Sean Ferguson. Um, and the support of the rank and file has been tremendous, but even the support in the community. Um, and so that's what's going to make us even better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it did mean something. I found more so on the back end to people who appreciated the way that I managed through through that. Yeah. So you know, speaking of the way you manage, my my wife is a meditation guide, and um, so I've seen what it does for her clients. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed that you you introduced meditation to City Hall for, for the employees. Mm-hmm. Like what, so what, what made you do that? Well, I mean, I'm big on public health, and I believe I look through a lens of pub, the public health lens, and everything touches it, mm-hmm. everything, whether it's jobs and develop, economic development, workforce, housing, transportation, of course, wellness, um, public safety, yes. everything touches public health. And we have to be intentional about not only meeting people where they are, but giving them the tools and the space um, 
to be well. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I do you know, love that. Just to yeah. be well. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems it, it has really been embraced, you know, by the public, but by the employee. Yes, of course. I, I know they love it. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's true. It's, 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 it really is being embraced, and it's the small things. And we're creating to a space for you know lactation uh, room where, where mothers who are breastfeeding can go and mm. have that quality time and and not feel you know intimidated in any way or unconscious about what they should be able to. That, do. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, do do you ever tell the employees like they're stressed out and tell you something? Look, go meditate <laughs> in the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, go go go. And people are finding it for themselves and even, you know, residents and they go and one lady came and oh got so frustrated. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she was hot, you know, yeah. she, <laughs> there, she cooled off. It's like yep. that's a there good you thing. Go. That's good, yeah. The stress yeah. is real. Yes. You know, and um, mm-hmm. everybody is dealing with it and deals with it in a in a different way. Yeah. So it's the end of um, February, Black History Month. So talk about some of the celebrations that the city had. We had the march. Yeah, the biggest was really um, the uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, march. And prior to that, we had a very short program that ran for about an hour. Um, I invited our uh, former mayor, Mark Moriel, to be the guest speaker. Um, it was his first time being home for um, MLK uh, Day in 15-plus years. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, so I welcomed him, you know, which is important. Um, so it was a great turnout. We had um, the former first lady, you know, his mom, Miss um, Sybil Moriel. We had um, just, you know, doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs, those who were on the front lines during the civil rights movement here in New Orleans. We had it at the Jazz Market on Aretha Castle Haley, being intentional again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good. The march was great. Um, so it was a way, again, bringing people together. And it was a moment to not only celebrate, um, but to also act. So it was a call to action at the end of that. Yes. To where we have to get involved and we have to care about where we live and, and our people, all people. Um, yeah. yeah. Another one of the things that happened in the past month that I thought was a really positive thing was the gun buyback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was great. Now, I wish, well, what, one thing that was different we had a a stipend of five hundred dollars for you know guns and per gun, so like per somebody gun. turned in a gun and so they got we did up to two. So I, you know, I, I missed that. What I didn't see that. What, what what is a gun buyback? Well, one thing that seems to have proven to be effective are these gun buybacks to help get guns off the street. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to, and we created one in the city of New Orleans where I allocated out of private money up um, $100,000 to go towards this effort. And initially we said all guns. And so we had over 1,500 people lined up to turn their weapon in wow. for 500 bucks. Right. And the, it was like you could just turn it in, no questions no. asked oh, kind wow. of thing. Okay. So to get the yeah. guns off the street. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. The problem, the biggest the, the, it was it was bittersweet. Mm-hmm. One, we were able to get some real guns off the street, you know, and upward over you know three hundred, close to four, um, and guns. And I remember a police officer saying, "Hey, this is the one we use. You know, this is the one." So oh, real guns. Yeah. 
Um, but we ran out of money fast. Of course. <laughs> when you said five hundred dollars, right. but I wanted to make it worth people's while. Mm-hmm. Meaning five hundred dollars, you can pay rent with that. You can, you know, pay a house note. You can pay for uh, your child's child care for a month. Mm-hmm. Groceries. Yeah, that's right. Your that's car clever, note. Yeah. It's your substantial insurance. Enough. It was substantial yeah. enough, which is why we had over 1,500 people lined up. Mm-hmm. But, wow, the bitter part was I had to turn people, which means turn those guns away. Oh, yeah. Because we didn't have adequate funding. But those were guns back in our community. Yeah. So we're going to do another, um, and and I want to do um, more of that and with more money because it was appealing. It got yeah, people out. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. So I had people, you know, mad. Oh, they were mad because they didn't get <laughs> turning their guns. So one of them, oh, you lied, you lied. And on the other end, thank you, man. Great job. Right. 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 with Bob Hunter, and he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. You gotta get here early. Oh man, so. We're going to do a better job next time, and we will. I mean, I'm, we are doing um, an action, uh, like an after-action report, that the NOPD wants to limit it to handguns only because those are the guns that we're seeing used in violent acts uh, okay. throughout the that's city. Smart, yeah. So we're wanting to target handguns only. I still want to keep it at that $500. Yeah. But we got to get these guns off the Lesson street. Lesson learned. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, the first time you do something, you're going to have to tweak it. It's it's right. not an exact science. I mean, yeah. You don't know how to buy back an illegal gun. No, it's yeah. true. Well, I'm not going <laughs> right, to go back yeah. to when I say, damn, if you do, damn, if you don't. Yeah. But I'm going to, damn, if I do, because yeah. we're going to do something. Well, I guess, and so that leads me to my next question. Like, what is the most important lesson you've learned to date, being mayor? Ooh, the, the most important lesson. Um, you know, which I know, but... The listening part, you know, and that's always a work in progress. Do more listening than, you know, talking and, and, but it's also who are you listening to? So Mm -hmm. do your due diligence with getting the various voices um, and, and get outside the bubble um, before making a a decision. Um, One of the biggest decisions I think that I had to make um, was when I was embarking upon um, hiring um, a former um, police officer for Homeland Security. And on the front end, I did not listen closer to those who were victims of, um, you know, their families being murdered um, on the Danzinger Bridge, for example, which then brought out, because I went through mediation between both parties, but but it brought out just pent up trauma mm-hmm. um, and 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 hurt um, and also having to recognize that when you've returned to the city of New Orleans in that post Katrina environment and you stayed in New Orleans and you haven't left since you know you've been working mm-hmm. you've been fighting yeah. you've been standing up you've been taking it mm-hmm. you know you've been resilient you had to bend, but you didn't break. Yes. And so thinking about it that way and then recognizing that I'm one of those who didn't leave, you know, who, who stayed, you know, who stayed engaged, um, who did not go away and, and decompress, 
you know, and yeah. deal with those stressors or that pent up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, emotions. Yeah, you rebuilt Broadmoor, right? So yeah. it's like yeah, right. I had to step back and appreciate what those families were saying, mm-hmm. uh, and and I understood where they were coming from, and I had to change and say, hey, I understand, and what I thought I was the best thing to do. It's not the best thing to do for the city of New Orleans at this time. Mm-hmm. And so I think leadership means being able to admit uh, when you need to change yeah. mm-hmm. and being willing to make that change and stand by it. And I don't think it's a sign of weakness at all. I think it's a sign of growth, mm-hmm. um, respect, and real maturity. And I listen. Yeah. So yeah. that was yeah. the biggest yes. lesson. Of being so, you know, right. But I had to, I had Listen. to step back. Yeah. And you have to develop <clears throat> thick skin. I mean, how do you handle your critics, your haters? Like what? Yeah. You know. Um, yes. You know, I don't. Um, I don't even. I, I don't engage. So you're able to turn yeah. it off. You're able to just. I just don't engage. I don't read the comments. I don't look at the paper like talking about it. I have people in place to do that and give me the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't give it life. Right. Yeah. What matters and, mm-hmm. and even the thoughts of what's, you know, the of the people. But um, I have to let the, the, the critics uh, not allow me uh, to lose focus. And so I stay focused on the support because it's much greater. Uh, and that allows me to do do what I'm elected to do. Because if I'm focused on the critics, and I'll never deliver, I'll never get things done for right. people. Yeah. And they're not critics to to you know to um, you know for my good, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, so and 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 I have to think not just my good, but that's also the good of my family, the good of people who are making sacrifices mm-hmm. for me to serve. And so I teach my daughter as well, like. You know, she has to develop thick thick skin, my husband, you know, um, because you have to let it roll off of you. But that's where the spirituality comes in. Mm -hmm. You have to be good in your own skin. Mm -hmm. And when you're built up from within, you can say, bring it on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take your best shot. I I think when you know you have the best intentions, Mm -hmm. it doesn't get to you as much. It's true. You know, like when you know, when you're saying, you know, within yourself, Mm -hmm. it's because you know you 100% want what's best. You're not perfect. You know, you're human. That's not going to derail you, you know. No, but the universes Mm -hmm. will work and bend in your direction. Mm. It's true. You know, I believe in that, you know, as well. And what you put out, you know, you kind of get back. And so I always, I'm always kind of focused on the positive. Mm -hmm. I see a glass half full, but that's Mm -hmm. just been, that's been me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I, Brought it with me to the mayor's office. There you go. Well, we're happy to have that. <laughs> <laughs> so mayor's office. So what? Talk to us about your ball. Don't you have a mayor's ball coming up? Mayor's ball is coming up tomorrow, and I have tickets for you all. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. And um, that's at Gallier Hall. Um, so it's my first mayor's ball, first female mayor. Oh my God! Got toast royalty. <laughs> that is going to be so much I fun. Love that. So, well, we'll be there oh for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I'm honored. Yeah. I'm honored that you're even sitting across from me. I know. I know. You know, I'm obviously a woman of faith too because how is it that I started this podcast and I have Terrence co-hosting with me, yes. you mm-hmm. sitting across from me, you know, I just believe if you pray faith. hard enough, anything's possible, That's right? That's how it goes, <laughs> yeah. It really is. And, and um, we got to keep hope alive. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there anything that we didn't touch on um, as far as the city of yes that you would like to get across to anybody? Well, what I do want to get across is that um, when I talk about fair share, it's across the board. It's not attacking one particular industry. It's across the board. It's looking internally in terms of how New Orleans can get our fair share and it's looking externally. But the needs of this city are great and they really do lie uh, along the lines of infrastructure, but we can get there and we can get there together. Um, and that's the only way. So yeah. will you come back and give us updates oh, here and there? Yeah, I would love to, and I we would love to have. Oh, and I appreciate you know the Landry Walker and giving them a shout out How again. How much fun yes. is that? Oh, that oh, was too much the fun. Yeah. There is just so inspiring. That's yeah. inspiring. So, so. I guess um, I want to end the show maybe with just two questions. The first question would be, you know, when Rayanne lays her head on her pillow every night, what do you want her to know? I want her to know that I love her. That's you know, I want her to know that I love her and I want her to just be the best person that she can be and that she's raised to be great. You know, um, she's raised to be great. And that's, that's, it really was instilled in me. Like we're here for a reason, you right. know, and get outside of yourself and be great, you know. Um, and so I want her to know her value and be confident and strong you know and so i don't think she'll have a problem with that no no, not at all (laughs) and so final question what do you want the people of new orleans to know when they lay their head on their pillow at night well i want them to know that i love them you know i want the people of this city to know that i really do i care you know for their well-being uh and that of their children and their families and I want them to, to know that they matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get emotional yeah. a little bit. Well, you know, and, that, and that was almost the same answer as your daughter's. Like, yeah. that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but it's I love true. It. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this city is, is destined to be great. Yeah. And it's all because of her people. Yes. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. I think that's a great way to end it. We can't <laughs> thank you enough for being here, taking time out of your busy schedule. And with Mardi Gras prep, I'm sure your days are 10 times busier than normal. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you tomorrow. Yes, wow. <laughs> yes, indeed. Thank, thank you so, so much. Thank you. I'm